Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe, together with Guinness. On today's show, we're all about the 2019 Guinness Six Nations and a little teeny bit about the Guinness Pro 14, uh, which was kind of crap at the weekend, I'll be honest with you. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like that weird weekend where... <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were in New York for the last five days. Look at you, high flyer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling too high flying today. No, Trimby's just off the plane back from New York. Yeah. Tell us what you're doing. We we were over at a, an Ireland Funds conference. Yeah. Um, um, funding for Ireland. We were funding Ireland. Right. Yeah. What What have you ever done with your life? <laughs> I've been funding Ireland <laughs> the last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Went to a few bits and pieces of the conference, a um, few interesting talks, met a few interesting people. Had a bit of crack. Uh, had a bit of crack, didn't see any rugby. Okay, well you didn't miss much, to be honest with you. The, I saw the... Played a lot of table tennis. Did you? Yeah. There's uh, a couple of table tennis clubs in New York and we went there more or less every night. Table tennis, are they bars like? Or yeah. Actual, right. It was unbelievable crack. Um, I know it sounds really nerdy and boring, but yeah. they had two ex-pros, husband and wife, and they were... Um, just playing this exhibition game and every, all these nerds were, were loving it go on go on the lag go on the and then they played um, around the table around the table you remember you used to play that yeah yeah back in paddling the, yeah. yeah paddling yeah. no yeah. one got paddled there. no way yeah yeah what's the point yeah yeah. so we played a lot of table tennis it sounds like a, like a kingpin kingpin yeah, that movie. That's what I'm, I'm picturing the husband and wife like Ernie McCracken <laughs> and if he had a wife that that Pretty lady had kind of his wife. I'm picturing that as the husband and wife. Uh-huh. Was he kind of an Ernie, Ernie McCracken? No, it was two Chinese people. Um, of course. Obviously, they, they tend to... The best in the world. They're the best. They're yeah. the best in the business. Did you get a game against them or anything? Or? No, I uh, didn't manage to get the serve back. And then he... he uh, um, I didn't know... So if what, it, he hits... Yeah, you, so you, you line up, you oh, line yeah, up, yeah. and then you just have to try and return his serve. Are they unbelievable? Yeah, this guy, the ball's like spinning so so fast. You just if your back connects with it at all, it just pings off. Go away. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like and then he, he was giving me feedback and all. I was like, don't patronize. <laughs> you got lucky this time, son. <laughs> are your long arms? Are they no? They're, they're compatible with table tennis like that. Um, You'd be hard to swing those yokes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bittersweet, I suppose. Yeah. I'm good. The white, I'm getting the white drops back. low or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I, we. You know what? It's been a few weeks since we mentioned the long arms. Mm, that's it. They're uh, always on my mind. Yeah, I also nice. I went for a um, a run in, in Central Park. Uh, I there, saw that. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah, put it up. Yeah. And uh, as I was as I was running along. Um, there was this girl like rummaging around the bush, like panicking, and she was like, "George, where's my George?" <laughs> and, I, and I, I went, "Oh my goodness, um, is he a toddler? Was he look like I started looking?" She goes, "No, no, he's a, he's a beagle. It's a dog. <laughs> it's a dog." I went, "What am I wasting my time looking for a dog?" <laughs> I interrupted my run to look for a dog. <laughs> Trying to get ripped here, though. <laughs> so, you're on your own. George, don't call a, jo- a dog George. No. No, that's no. confusing. Give him a dog's name. And have an appreciation that that's going to be confusing for me. Yeah. Thinking that that's a child. Yeah. The dogs in Central Park are so well behaved. Did you yeah. notice that? They love their dogs in New York. Yeah, I, I spotted two dogs with um, with shoes on. <laughs> like little like um like little mitts. <laughs> Pure Leinster dogs. Yeah, Leinster dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, which uh, uh, well that's well for some. We were stuck here in the piss and rain watching crap pro fourteen yeah. matches for the weekend. Uh yeah, very little happened. I Dunners was cracking me up, he was commentating on the monster match and I love the way he just from the get go he was like this is going to be crap and I'm, I'm not getting in any way excited. <laughs> he was trying, yeah, yeah. Will we, will we bother? I was kind of expecting him to say at one point, like, do you want to, you know, just maybe say to the audience at home, do you, do you want to just chat amongst yourselves, lads, and will? Because I was yeah. trying to read a book while watch it, and it was. Uh, he kept distracting me by trying to say things, but there was very little going on. He's like, listen, do your own thing. I'll, I'll let you know how they get on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was happy enough to listen to the crowd, but... Yeah. It's difficult to get up for um, for that game it when is. you're thinking it's Ireland-England next weekend. Yeah, Six Nations starts and there's a World Cup on its way Yeah, you kind of well. get a break after the, the 
the big European matches yeah. and you've had a big Christmas and you, you, everyone likes to take this week down to prepare themselves for, yeah. for next week. But anyway, we'll come back to those Pro 14 games in uh, part three. But uh, we'll also have a look ahead to Ireland versus England. Uh, we hear from Ireland captain Rory Best. We'll also announce our Guinness made of more player of the weekend and answer your Twitter questions. But first, talking about number one, England, Ireland versus England. Uh, there's no better place to start this Saturday. Uh, Guinness Six Nations opener. Well, Wales play France in Paris on Friday and uh, Scotland play Italy. But <clears throat> England travelling to Dublin to take on the champs is obviously the big one. Your thoughts? Do um, Ireland go in as outright favourites? Yeah, I think they do. Do you not think so? I do. I was just asking you. It's <laughs> <laughs> it, is it? That's it then, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Done. Seal of approval. That's it, Andrew. Um, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Ireland, so whenever you look at the Six Nations and the, the World Cup, mm-hmm. I think they can't go the, that whole stretch and, and not slip up somewhere. So in a way, I hope that they slip up in the Six Nations, get it out of the way. It's almost like a tactical, be tactical mm. loss, and then just then they'll be then they win the World Cup. But they won't take that mindset, obviously. Will they go into it? Do you think that's uh... it's a defeatist? <laughs> They're hardly going to go. Ah, go easy on them now this week, or, or yeah, but yeah, don't burn yourselves out. I don't think though. I, I think they'll win this weekend. Now. I'm yeah. more worried about um, Scotland and Wales away. Mm. Those two games. But anyway, we'll not get carried away. I think they'll beat England this the week. La- Do you think so? Just on that point, the last back-to-back winners of the Grand Slam were France, France. in 1998. Uh, so would that not be a really nice, uh, you know, landmark for Ireland to hit to get to, to do back-to-back Grand Slams? Um, yeah. Yeah? Hugely important, I think, anyway. Um, France, it would be nice to see France going well again, wouldn't it? Yeah. The France of 98. Yeah. I, I look back at the teams like that, the French team of those those days, and you'd Sadorni, fullback, Bernassel, oh. um, Saint-André, uh, oh. Olivier Merle, uh, Benazi. Magne. Magne. He, yeah. he was on the bench, actually. Magne yeah. was, was still only coming through, but Merle, do you remember that fella? They were so French. They were. <laughs> yeah. They were all like looked like they were forty <laughs> years of age and they'd gone through many a yeah. war. Like yeah. all come through World War Two, <laughs> grand. And, and uh, they'd no interest in um, in an Irish. Rugby. I bet you they wouldn't have known any of us. No, no English players. They'd be like, listen, no, get us in we'll and do out. Your own thing. I once yeah. um, tried to make a bit of small talk with Cedric Heymans after a game. It was like across the table. Uh, you know Cedric, you know they yeah, got the yeah. winger at Toulouse. He finished in Bayonne. Apparently, he used to drive a Harley, like oh, arrive at training in a Harley and a Harley. And uh, anyway, of course he did. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly. It's on brand for him. Smoking a cigar, I would imagine. Yeah, as he arrives. Um, but he uh, was sitting across the table, and I just tried to make a bit of small talk. And I said something. I go, "Oh, where are you staying? Are you heading back tomorrow? Or what? You know, something." And anyway, and he goes. Uh, he goes <laughs> I know speak <laughs> and then um, um, uh, Harry Nordegi was sitting there beside him and uh, he's obviously well I was going to say he obviously speaks English but more importantly he's quite polite right <laughs> unlike Havens and uh, he says You're embarrassed yeah he was sort of making excuses for him he says oh, I'm, I'm sorry my friend he um his English is bad, so that is why. And I was like, okay. He's, he's obviously a nice guy. Yeah. Okay, for next week, can you do your uh, balderdash thing? Because I thought it'd be... I just left it at you, man. It's your oh, did thing. you? Yeah. Can you do that on the French 1997 or 98 teams? Yes. Come okay. Come back to me with, like, Castagnier. Okay. Okay, uh, it'll be... For, oh, actually, you know what, my... Uh, my Father-in-law's French, so I'll have to sit down with him for an hour, go through a few Wikipedias. Yeah. Because it'll obviously yeah. <laughs> be a little bit you're of a language barrier for that. <laughs> okay, we'll probably do it in English as well. Or maybe I'll just call Cedric Heymans and yeah. I'm sure he'll be happy yeah, to help see me out. He, see if he speaks these days. <laughs> yeah. um, back to Ireland and England. Uh, so Ireland, yeah, we hope they can put a back-to-back uh, Six Nations together, Grand Slam. Uh, England obviously going to be one of their biggest opponents. Um, the Vunapolo's back, yeah. Manu Tuilagi back. Yeah. Um, do you give them much of a chance? Yeah. Ireland's so. 12 game winning streak in Dublin. Yeah, I think England are, are looking as probably, on paper anyway, as strong as they've been in the last while. Um, and 
I just think you, you you definitely can't write them off anyway. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a tricky one. <laughs> you thought Twickenham was going to be tricky as well, though. Ireland mm. went over there as favourites. I just feel like Ireland have been are just getting more and more used to being favourites. Go to Twickenham, and everybody thinks, right, okay, well, let's see how Ireland cope with it. Cope with it unbelievably well. Blew them mm. off the park. Yeah, <clears throat> and then coped with being favourites in Australia, and then I suppose they weren't favourites, but they were starting to being being talked about. Obviously. Um, by comparison to the All Blacks and then they backed that up backed that chat up as well so I think Ireland are really happy now with going in being favourites and coping with a lot being expected of them so I think I think it's Ireland for me but I think it's going to be as difficult as it's ever been against England mm. with, with all those boys, those back. boys back yeah. yeah what do you think they have to do to to get it right what areas do they need to focus on to get a spot on to put England away like last year as you said when they went to Twickenham got the kicking game really <clears throat> Really tight, Murray and Sexton kicked brilliantly. They didn't make any mistakes, so England didn't have the the set pieces, which was obviously very strong. The line out and the, and the scrum, they didn't have many mistakes, so England yeah. didn't get that kick start. And they hold on, they hold on to the ball. That's, yeah. that's a big thing. When Ireland go well, like, like the perfect example was the All Blacks game. When they go well, they hold on to the ball and they take them through phases and they just just stretch them over and over and over. And then I just and they. The equivalent, I suppose, I'm thinking, I know it's a little bit of a, like a tenuous link, but the whenever Ulster played Leinster in the uh, 2012 European final, I remember thinking that day that was the perfect example of how important Schmidt is or the, the per- perfect kind of footprint of Schmidt on a team. Whenever they get the ball, you do not get it back off them. Mm. And it's so it's such a... Like an, a a defeatist kind of feeling when they get the ball you're just going we, we're definitely going to concede here yeah. and we, we're just going to have to wait for our turn I suppose yeah, yeah. and the breakdown so good their face play so good and they just stretch in stretch in stretch in and then eventually they break you down I think teams when they play Ireland now they know they're not going to get a sniff of the ball unless they make uh, take risks in defence and then they take risks and then someone like Johnny or someone like Murray just makes the right decision gets in behind them and Makes it very difficult for them, but yeah, just to hold on to the ball time and time again, put them under pressure. Mm. And with the selection calls, a few big ones. I'm yeah. looking at the two potential 15s, like Healy, best furlong, Ryan Toner, pretty much a given that they'll start. Stander, yeah. uh, Omani. <clears throat> then the seven is kind of a big question: Van der Fleer, Sean O'Brien, uh, Levy. One of the three of them, I'd imagine. Any anyone? How Sean go? Uh, Shawnee went well. Yeah, he played. Um, yeah. he didn't play at the weekend now, but he played. Was that's it, right. Fifty-five sorry, yeah. against Wasps. Against so, Wasps. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, he did play very well against Wasps last week. Um. So it's just I just know Joe loves Shawnee. Yeah, I still think Van der Fleer will start. Haven't played so much rugby this year and playing so well. Um, with probably Shawnee on the bench as big impact coming out against England. Um. Uh, <clears throat> Levy did play incredibly well against them last year over in Twickenham at the same time but what a brilliant headaches yeah. to have uh, Murray Sexton um, centres would you think Bundy or Henshaw I think Henshaw do you yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, that's one now I'm really stuck on um, uh, Henshaw Ringrose yeah for Bundy me. ring rose as well though like they played so well last year and, you oh know, Bundy we talked sure we give Bundy the yeah. unsung he's, he's sitting with an award on his, on his mantle there <laughs> 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 uh, um, yeah and Hunch not playing a huge amount of rugby either that's the other side yeah it's but okay I, I think I think the Sextons and the Henshaws of this world can come back in and probably Sean O'Brien as well mm. They're they've got so much uh, Grace in the bank and Joe yeah. loves them so much that I think they can get they can get in there having not played that much rugby and okay. get straight in and perform. I think the important thing is that either way, whether it's Henshaw or or, or a key, uh they'll they'll do a great job. Ring Rose I think is dead set in thirteen. Earls and Stocktail obviously on the wings. Uh fifteen is a, a tough one. Carney played at the weekend, didn't have a great game, um but you know I think he's he's got to be minding himself a little bit at this age, yeah. um, ahead of next weekend, and we've he's often been 
<clears throat> called out that he's that he's potentially passed and then comes back and yeah. just, you know has an unbelievable that, when, tournament when, last year. Yeah, when people tour. say that about him, that mm. tends to bring the best out of him. Yeah, so and I know Joe is a big fan of his as well. So it's just an interesting one with going into the World Cup year. Uh, they're going to need to have a replacement for him that has played because he does pick up a lot, of, a lot of knocks as well. Yeah, so you're right. They need some. Well, it, potentially that is that um, is that Addison or is that. Yeah, he doesn't play there. Addison hasn't played there all year, so uh, for me, it's Conway or Larmer. Conway has been Munster's best player, in my opinion, for the last few months. So, um, and a lot of he's played a lot in the wing, but a lot of his uh, <clears throat> a lot of his Im- impacts in game has been with receiving kicks, kicking, just uh, bursts of energy and stuff. So, and he had a huge uh, November series for Ireland as well. Larmer, obviously, we know what he can do, so. Um, the Conway, you'd go with Kearney this weekend, would you? I think we would, yeah. Well, no, not that I. Well, I just I think that's what I think Joe. Uh, there's a level of trust there, and uh, again, uh, probably three or four times, um, people have said right, um, Carney's maybe just not quite what he was, and then he's come back and he's produced a big performance on a big game, yeah. and I, I just think Joe kind of knows that he's going to get that out of him. Or he's proved it a few times, so why would you not just back him again? Mm-hmm. Um, then the big thing at the start of the autumn was it was Larmer, Larmer and um, uh, Carney, but then everybody kind of forgot about Conway. And then by the end of the autumn, then uh, Conway had a couple of that big performance against USA, and it was almost just a wee reminder. I I used to be being talked about a lot more, mm. and people forgot about me, and he was sort of going, "Well, why?" Yeah. <laughs> but so that's a reminder that he's in he's in the mix. Um, I still, th- I still think Addison needs to be in there as well. Hmm. So. Yeah, I think if it, uh, if it comes down to someone on the bench, then you know, with Addison covering all three positions, uh, I heard someone saying during the week that he's his speed scores are now the top in in I don't know if it's in the Irish camp or the Ulster camp that he's is that right? He's quicker than than Stockdale over whatever it's a thirty meters something like that. Really? Yeah, which is phenomenal. So that he can play in the centre. Uh, even slotted in and out half for a bit for Ulster, can play 15 and can play in the wing, then, yeah, he's probably the the one that might get the, the nod over, let's say, the likes of Bundy Aki, Larmer or Conway. Um, yeah, interesting, though. Uh, then, the, obviously, the English side, uh, it's hard to tell where they'll, they'll go, but as we said, the Vonopolo's back in. Farrell, Tio, Slade, May, Daly, Kakanasiga. Top team. You, you name it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, your first Six Nations was 2006 when you uh, won a triple crown beating England Did I? beating England and Twickenham uh, any memories of that? Uh, just <laughs> any memories <laughs> standout memories uh, uh, yeah well just the big thing was just Shane Horgan's reach yeah, to try kind of class yeah um, I got taken off I got taken off at some stage in that game I think I started that game and got taken off I, I might have been having a poor game did you? I think so, yeah. From what I remember. Yeah. From, uh, uh, it certainly wasn't uh, a performance where I look back and say, wow, <laughs> I was good that day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I think the game became a bit of a kicking game. I think Dennis Hickey maybe um, got brought off the bench um, for me. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, obviously Shaggy got the try at the end. And it was, I'm not sure I appreciated, because it was my first season, I'm not sure I appreciated the significance of a triple crown, kind of, yeah. you know, just how, how big an accomplishment it was. Back was it, then, it was a bigger. Yeah, that? yeah, but I, again, just because I was that. I was young, maybe I didn't realize it. But mm. um, yeah, it was a big day at Twickenham. Mm. It is, you know, the, the, it's the biggest game of the year for me all the time, England Ireland. Yeah, it's just that added bit of spice to it. I loved going to them when I was younger, uh, even though we used to get the shite bit out of us all the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I'd prefer it wasn't the first game, though. I'd prefer it was, there was like, Six Nations got going and kind of built built up towards um, England on Paddy's Day. Yeah, it was always nice on Paddy's Day, wasn't yeah. it, to have it? There was something special about it. Uh, I went to see them once in uh, Lansdowne Road, the old Lansdowne Road, when I was about 16, 17, yeah. with a few of my mates, and we were in the schoolboy terrace at the back. Uh-huh. Did you know that one? I think it was like £3 a ticket. Yeah. And... Uh, 
Three punts. Three punts. <laughs> we were drinking cans, underage drinking cans in the in the terrace. Uh, do you remember the days back then where you could everyone would just go onto the pitch at the end of the match? Yeah, but everyone was just like pour on. There's like three stewards trying to stop everyone. I'd love to see them do that again. Uh, yeah, I bring it back we, to the old yeah, days. I would encourage anyone go to the match this weekend to go on, <laughs> get on at the end, run on for a bit of crack. It was all like. Hey! And uh, we one time England bait the crap out of us, and we all ran out to the pitch at the end. And I swear, I was looking down through the about the halfway, and there was a middle-aged English man standing in the middle of the pitch, pissing on the pitch <laughs> with his one hand in the air. <laughs> it was the most imperialistic thing I've ever seen in my life. I was just like, what the fuck? So I sprinted at him. <clears throat> I was going to take him down for Ireland, and try. And I tried to tackle him. You're covering piss. But he was huge. <laughs> so I just kind of ran into him and I fell onto the ground. I was trying to pull him to the ground. He was just looking at me, kind of kicking me. You did? You fell on his lying, I was just lying in his piss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I haven't thought this through at all. Uh, it was terrible. You showed him. Yeah, I did. So look. I'll show you. I'll lie on your piss. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my finer moments. Uh, predictions for the weekend. Winner. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Ireland by by five. Five. Okay, I'm going to go twenty-seven fourteen. I went first. Exact <laughs> score. You just gone five nil. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's it's too difficult to compare. Then Who, who's closer? Yeah, give me a score. Then. Okay, um, uh, twenty-one. Um, what's five less than that? Twenty-one sixteen. Perfect. Top try score um, of the competition. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Pat. I thought Pat we were going to go this. to winners of the competition. You're going Ireland. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Top try score. Um, uh, Stockdale. Stockdale. I'm going to go. Earls. Uh, wooden spoon. Um, uh, sorry, sorry, Italy. <laughs> sorry, Italy. I'm going to go France. They've been playing crap. They've lost so many matches. I'm going to go France for the wooden spoon. Breakthrough star. Sorry, France. Sorry, France. Breakthrough star. Uh, sorry, Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> no speak. Uh, breakthrough star. I'm going to go Jordan Larmer, even though he's already broken through, but <clears throat> fully. Um, is it, uh, I mean, are we, are we going? We're going Irish here, are we? No, not necessarily. I'm trying to think of any other potential breakthrough. Everybody's everybody's so well established, yeah, and already famous. Mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll just I'll just pass that one. Okay, it's good enough for me. Um, <clears throat> talking about number two, we're going to talk about uh, Joe Schmidt uh, singing. An opposition teams spying on Ireland. Spying. Spying. He told the Sunday newspaper reporters that I don't believe it's necessary and I'd like to think there's still a sense of fair play, but I know it happens. I know it happened to us a couple of times, but I don't think you get distracted by it. When you get the feedback, when it filters back, you're disappointed, but you kind of acknowledge, okay, well, that's their process. That's their way of collecting information. It was stumbled upon at the time or one of the times just get on with it okay so he's talking about <clears throat> teams spying on you yeah, who, which your captains run who brought it up uh, did he bring it up or did the journalist bring it up yeah it was at the, the Six Nations launch so I was just saying it was just like a, day, a couple of days after Marco Bielsa that the Leeds boss had spoken about it so yeah. it was fr- a fresh topic somebody must have asked him about it then and so he didn't bring it up Okay, but then gave gave his his take on it there. He was talking to a lot of, and them. he wasn't talking about it because Eddie uh, Eddie Jones said something about it as well. So mm. I mean, they obviously they they quizzed Joanna and got a little bit of something out of him, and then they thought, let's ask Eddie. But then the way it's been framed now, it looks like Eddie Jones has been spying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only because the two conversations happen at the same time, yeah. and the two, he's the, just over the corner going, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, but I just think he he likes being talked about anyway. He looks like an evil kind of cartoon character, doesn't he? Jones? Yeah, definitely <laughs> grin. You'd imagine him doing something evil like that. Yeah, well, he said he did. He said he, he they used to do it a lot. He said it was commonplace back in the day. Ah. But he was like, I swear I don't do it now, though. 
<laughs> Foiled me again. Yeah. Imagine the end of every game. He's like yeah. getting caught. He's like uh, the the little uh, evil guy from Turtles, Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Krang? Little, Krang, the little brain. <laughs> <laughs> the little evil smile. Yeah. And then I was thinking... Uh, Bebop and Rock, rock City could be like the Vonapolos. The Vonapolos, yes. Yeah, just like <laughs> going around destroying and Shredder. Farrell? Wouldn't he be a good Farrell? Yeah. Or Farrell be a good Shredder? Um, so uh, so in that, in that um, setup, Joe is um, Splinter? Yeah. Yeah. We're the turtles. Yeah, well, there's four. I mean, who's the four turtles? <laughs> four most important turtles. You've got Saxon, Murray. Uh, Leonardo's kind of like a, the nerd. He'd be. He's on the sword. He's the blue sword. He's Rory Best to be kind of keeps them all. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Stop messing. <laughs> uh, Raphael is kind of ratty, cranky, Omani or Sexton. Oh, he's the red one with the the, uh, the forks. Forks. <laughs> <laughs> Michelangelo's just eating pizza. Yeah. With the nunchucks. No, he's the he's a party dude. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the party doing the Zoom? Stockdale? Uh, uh, I was going to say, it could have been Zebu. Ah, yeah. He's gone now. Can, yeah, so kind of a master, but... Stockdale be a bit character. He'd be a bit of a party dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Splinter. Anyone else? Um, who's the last, who's the last uh, turtle? Is it? Oh, Donatello. 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 With a stick with a bit of tape around it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor. Oh, I'd be good. Imagine Poor you, you don't bring a stick to a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> or a fork fight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's great. What are we talking about there? <laughs> <laughs> the spying. Are we still talking six nations? <laughs> the spying thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, on the UK House of Rugby, James Haskell said that the practice used to be commonplace, and uh, Mike Tindall said that he knew for a fact in in the past if a team did their captain's run at Twickenham, you'd always record them because they're in your stadium. If they're playing away, you can put a camera wherever you want in Twickenham and you can just record it and try and get their line out calls. Yeah. Uh why would you not do it basically? Yeah. Well that's what I mean <clears throat> we we never did any any plays that were going to be important any any set piece. You were uh, always aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Never did anything really on in captain's practice. Wow. It was just about getting out and stretching the legs and throwing the ball about mm. but you never do anything that they could um get any information from. Well, there was an interesting uh story remember the Gloucester one where they left line-out calls uh, in a hotel. They asked a member of staff in a Limerick hotel to photocopy them. And then she photocopied them twice and sent the line-out calls to Munster. I don't know, that was a, for the head of the miracle match. And also Steve Bortwick uh, mentioned he got to listen to London Irish calls or listen to Irish calls ahead of the 2003 Grand Slam in, in Lansdowne Road. So the miracle match, you know... <coughs> What wasn't a miracle? No, it was a, che- it was a cheat. <laughs> yeah, I need to verify that story actually, just because sounds pretty true. Shat all over the. I'm happy to give uh, shat all over the miracle. <laughs> yeah, wow. um, that big <clears throat> historical moment in in Monster Rugby was all built on lies. Just all because of that. Yeah, that hotel receptionist. Wonder if she listens. Legend. Wonder if she listens. She's the legend of the game. Wonder if she subscribes to the podcast. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, look, we'll, we, I, it's an interesting topic, but I think it's just all hot air to take the 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 pressure off the players, whatever. It's typical of Joe Smith and Eddie Jones to just send distractions and the media elsewhere. It worked so. for us, didn't it? Yeah, did. Hook, line and sinker. Ireland's biggest threats then at the for the Six Nations. Um, Wales versus France on Friday night. Um, I think Wales are probably our our biggest opponents in the competition at this point. They've had a huge year. They've won all their clean sweep in, in November, all their matches there. They've, I think they've won nine in a row. Um, you know, they've got a nice clean uh, bill of uh, health. health with Jonathan Davies back and Wayne Wright, Tipperick and Josh Navidi or Ross Moriarty in the back row. Also half, half penny could be a little bit of a doubt with his concussion, but yeah. they're looking pretty strong. Yeah, they are, and they typically <coughs> wheels would struggle in the autumn, and then 
come into form in the Six Nations and if they're already in form in the autumn then they usually sort of pick up um, and they'll have no distraction with uh, any kind of European representation so it's kind of it's team wheels it used to be you know mm. like, like club wheels kind of that's the way people would have described it in the past and they um, that's why they kind of always outperform uh, where, the, where they're at it's just because it's that big climax at the end of the Six Nations that's what makes that a little bit everybody's a little bit more cautious about Wales but um, you would imagine they'll get they'll get the better of France this weekend mm. would you agree with that? Yeah uh, again France they've lost they've only won three of the last 14 games which is astounding for France <laughs> um, uh, you know but they obviously they've got Unbelievable players today. It's just who shows up. You just um, never know, do you? Yeah. You just never know with France. Yeah. They, you know, there was talks during the week of Bastero could switch to number eight. Yeah. Uh, what would you think of that? Um, that was Germain, the, bo- the, the Toulon boss, said yeah. that. Did he just say that because Eddie Jones I said think, yeah. about, what's his name? The, Jack Noel. He could play seven or something. I think Bastero probably should be a number eight. Though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so maybe. We sh- in another uh, dimension, there's people having this conversation. Bastro could play in the centre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost a bit of weight. Yeah. Uh, did you play against him? Uh, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Animal. Uh, yeah, I never really kind of clash with him. Yeah. Um, I, Johnny got knocked out by Bastro, <clears> didn't he? A couple of times. Johnny kept going high on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's you know, he's like... Yeah. Just gets the legs going and... You just can't you can't get him down. Yeah, <clears throat> gets offloads going. Could be tricky. Yeah, but uh, Wesley Fofana said during the week that he Fofana could, Fofana <laughs> didn't didn't they dis- didn't they just decide they were going to change the pronunciation of his name? Did they at some stage? Wait, <laughs> or is it? I just it seems like halfway through his career he went from Fofana to Fofana. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing it. happened with. Um, Sean and Rory Lamont, they became the Lamonts. Lamonts. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd much prefer Fafana or Lamont. Scottish Lamont. Lamont. <laughs> I suppose it's a Lamont. Yeah. Lamont does it, has a terrible ring to it. Yeah, I agree. Tana Umanga. Tana Lady Gaga, <laughs> uh, Anton Dupont to start for for France probably uh, at nine, and uh, yeah, Fofana saying he's going to retire after the World Cup, so he might have a point to prove. Um, Scotland versus Italy in <coughs> Edinburgh on Saturday. Um, Scotland obviously, I think favourites for that one. Um, Scotland are going to. I think Scotland are going to be good. The Six Nations. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, I just think. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a really tricky second uh, weekend for Ireland. Mm. Uh, Often our uh, bogey team as well. Yeah, over there. Yeah, we haven't got mm. a good record in uh, Murrayfield. Mm. But uh, I don't think that many people are... People are talking about the England game and people are talking about the Wales game. Not that many people are talking about Scotland, so... Yeah. It could be sticky. Yeah, and look, Italy, obviously, we're not going to write them out. Treviso doing very well. Um <laughs> At the moment, uh, Sergio Parisi still going. Some What's boy. he now, 36, 37? Surely his last... Is he that old? I'd say so. I played 21s against him. So oh, really? He's, he's, uh, he's my age anyway, if not older. Yeah. Um, last time maybe we'll see him out. He's slowing down, like. Yeah, but he's... <laughs> He's he's just been ridiculous for year yeah. uh, for years, hasn't he? Yeah. Just carrying carried Italy for years, and then now he doesn't have to carry them as much. But still, he's a big talisman for them, isn't he? Yeah. Good to see it though. Great yeah. character. Um, he lost a hundred games. <coughs> he was. <laughs> he's lost yes. hundred games. Has he? Yeah, I think it's a record. Wow. Such a shame, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because he must like, be really proud of his career, but then that's all he's, he's lost more international games than anybody I mean, else in the world. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a harsh start, isn't it? It is. God. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Sergio. Sergio Parisi. Great stuff. Uh, we're back for the House of Rugby roundup uh, later on. Um, but here is a little chat that our mate Alex Payne had with. Ireland captain Rory Best at the Six Nations launch over in London. 
first, uh, quick five questions. First things that come into your mind. First of all, have you seen our podcast, House of Rugby? I have. The one the one with Hass? Yeah, I who have. is so in love with you, it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> Do you have a little note for him just to make him feel better about himself? I just think Felix is doing a really, really good job. Good. Very good. Um, he, he's it's quite a big man crush, but we'll, we'll let that fester. Will you come on the show at some point? I will do, yeah. Good, we'll look forward to that. So, first thought when you got out of bed this morning? Media. Yeah, I know. Here we go again. Yeah. Uh, toughest ground you're going to play at in this year's Six Nations? Uh, Millennium Stadium. Toughest opponent, player or team? Jimmy George. Best anthem other than yours? Scottish. Did you tap your toes to that? It's hard not to. It's hard not to. Uh, best fans? Best fans, the Irish. Worst fans? Uh, <laughs> you can say it. You can say it. No, no I don't. I'll yeah, you're not no. going. You're too diplomatic. <laughs> Who will be the rising star of this year's tournament? Uh, oh, good question. Um, Any young'uns? Joe Fockley, singer. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say. Who was going to say? One of yours? Whatever, Jordan Larmer, but everyone sort of yeah. knows a bit about him. He's coming up the ranks. Yeah, he? He Who will be player of the tournament? Who will be player of the tournament? Um, Astro Sexton's winning everyone else yeah. in a minute, so why not him? Up there again. Top point scorer? Sexton. Top try scorer? Top try scorer? Um, ugh, Jacob, unfortunately. Favourite referee? Garces. Very good. <laughs> Diplomatic. Tournament winner will be? Um, kind of pass on that one no tournament winner will be Ireland uh, complete the sentence if we win the trophy I will get very drunk good man again uh, who'll get the wooden spoon you can pass on that one I will pass on that uh, one the one match we have to win is the next one very good who's the loudest in the island changing room Sean O'Brien very closely followed by Peter O'Mahony and is it good noise or just no. noise Shawnee's is just white noise Pete just kicks things and bangs things and stand well back yeah best opponent to share a beer with uh, or Ben Youngs everybody said you that was asked <laughs> good you've lost some friends here today favourite memory in the Six Nations uh, Lift, lifting the trophy last year worst memory in the Six Nations um, oh probably we had a gra- we had a triple crown game against Scotland in Croke Park, the last game at Croke Park, yeah. and we lost it. It was a bad day. On the team bus, I sit going to the games about five rows from the front. Superstition, or just where I'm comfortable? Yeah, yeah that's where I like to sit, just behind the emergency exit, just in case. Very good. Happens. And finally, my karaoke weapon of choice is my weapon of choice. Yeah, what do you say on karaoke? Oh, what I say. <laughs> my weapon. weapon of choice. I was say, good shot. Family show. <laughs> what do you say on karaoke? Um, I sing. Garth Brooks, Friends and Low Places. How does that go? Not sure. Good boy. I haven't done enough Guinness. You're a top man. Thank you very much, Lee Roy. I really appreciate your time. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. All right, that was Rory Best uh, talking to Alex Payne over the Six Nations launch in London. Bestie, uh, he kind of sounded like an auntie, like like your, your straight enough auntie that comes over and... Could be disappointed in you when you're when you're a young lad. She's like, oh, Auntie Bestie's coming over. Oh, oh she's such gosh. a bore. When she's when she's babysitting you, and you're like, oh, we'll get away with nothing with Auntie Bestie. She's <laughs> 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 like giving out about Jacob Osher, oh, Jacob Osher's oh, off scoring tries. Tries probably Jake pains me to say it, young Jacob. God, he's a scallywag. Uh, as opposed to like if if Uncle Johnny was minding you. He'd be, I'd say, you get away with murder, like when he was captain of Leinster a few weeks, and there was there was a riot, basically. <laughs> Uncle Johnny's minding us. Let's go mental. Pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> He's like referee. Go on, toughen up, kill each other. Uh, Uncle John, Uncle Johnny, what are you doing up there? <laughs> Keep it down with the kids, would you? <laughs> <laughs> the two of them sitting having a glass of wine downstairs once they get the kids down. Yeah. Uncle Johnny and Andy <laughs> Andy Bestie. <laughs> they work such a good combination, but I think it's probably a good thing that we have Andy Bestie there to keep an eye on us. Um well, anyway, we're going to round up our uh, rugby with the rugby roundup. Uh, <laughs> uh, back to the Guinness Pro 40, Monster grinded <sighs> out <laughs> 9-8 win over Dragons. There was a 9-3, a 7-8, a 
an eight seven. 17 all it was those kind of games uh, but Monster yeah I got a, a win over in Dragons um, not a huge amount to talk about during the game I'll be honest with you uh, one thing that someone that was saying to me I was watching with a few of my mates and they were questioning Monster's uh, <clears throat> ability to bring through cocky flamboyant players that are just going out to kick the doors open and, and make a point. Um, whereas in Leinster, let's say, there's a lot of young lads just coming out of school who are ready to play and ready, you know, they, they don't look like they're, uh, they don't look like they they feel the pressure or that they're they're unable for the second they come out of school, they're ready to play and they want to prove themselves. Uh, is that a fair point, do you think? <clears throat> so what are you saying the monster players yeah we don't seem to have that ability to get players coming out of school with that confidence to come out and be the Simon Zebo, be Simon Zebo or the Ron O'Gara where they were cocky confident um, guys who come in and just grab them by the scruff of the neck yeah to be fair there's there's no one there's no one there's no one like Zebo in Irish rugby anymore mm. sure there's not but I think Jacob has proved that he's just coming in and he's it's not He's not yeah. phased by it at all. You know? Yeah, but um, even even Exibo just it got announced that he's uh, Paddy Parr ambassador now. Mm-hmm. You know he was Red Bull ambassador for a while. See, yeah, <laughs> but you know he's like <clears throat> Zebo was kind of almost like like a Gavin Henson or a Cipriani, mm. where he was kind of like more famous than he had. You know he might have only played a handful of games for Ireland at the time, but he was the way he did it. Yeah, and the crowd were singing Zebo, yeah. Zebo, Zebo. Yeah, you know, and he's he's got a, the Z, the Z celebration, mm-hmm. Zorro. There's no way he'll be brought back into Joe Schmidt's <clears throat> thoughts. I don't think so. I, I just think Joe's he's played. What scored fourteen tries this season? He's on fire, but yeah. from from Joe's point of view, if he he's not going to change his mind, mm. he's he's kind of set a stall out even before he left when he decided he was leaving <clears throat> and that, there was that Six Nations last year when he was still in Munster mm. but he just Joe had decided that was it I can't yeah. see Joe changing his mind yeah because if, if he does to be fair then other lads will go away and they'll expect to get I just don't think there's there's probably Murray Murray and Saxon are probably the two guys who can go somewhere else yeah. and, and still play for Ireland yeah yeah I suppose that's fair would, enough would you agree with that yeah I think so um, Furlong maybe as well yeah you know Ah, look, time will tell. I think when Joe, <coughs> go, Joe goes as well, you never know what, what position Farrell will take on us. Yeah. Um, back to the Pro 14. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying to distract us from the <laughs> Pro 14. <coughs> uh, Leinster get a win over Scarlets. Conor O'Brien again, probably stand-up player there. Uh, well, that's what Ireland need, isn't it? Another centre. Another centre. Uh, yeah, Scarlets left it behind them a little bit. Asquith had an absolute nightmare where he he got an intercept um, from Frawley, ran the length of the field and then dove about two feet early and landed on the ball and then the ball popped out of his hands. It was ridiculous. Uh, And they lost by five points. Um, 22-17, they could have won it, obviously. Would have gone into second place, so that was a pretty ridiculous mistake. Um, Leinster, at the same time, never looked majorly under pressure, so I wouldn't be... You know, me reading too much into it. Uh, Ulster got a penalty try in the last minute to salvage a draw with Treviso. Um, a brilliant turnover from um, Clive Ross in the last, literally the last second of the game. You could hear the referee, the the linesman counting down, or I think it was the fourth official counting down ten, nine, eight, seven, six, waiting for the clock. He was, he was, he was count- you could hear him in the ref's ear. He was counting down. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was insane. And then what a uh, he's really like. <laughs> turn up the intensity there, yeah, isn't he? Dead. I wonder if he thinking <laughs> the same as us. Oh, this game's so boring. Let's, let's, let's get a bit of buzz going. He's down. <laughs> no, he's getting the crowd going on. I was ready to bolt out the door. Yeah, it's yeah. over. Um, but yeah, it was ridiculous. They just had to put the ball out of play and Clive Ross got in, got a penalty. Uh, Mike Lowry, the great kick to the corner in fairness to him and Herring got a try. Uh, sorry, I'm a big uh, favourite of the show, Lowry. Yeah, yeah, he had a good game. He was a bit sloppy, but uh, he had some good good moments. 
Um, but that was literally the only thing that happened. Actually, they'd got a try after two minutes. Balakun scored. It was a great try. And then they didn't do anything. Nothing else happened until the last minute. So we can move on from that. Connacht were also involved in a dreadful game of rugby. <laughs> Pat wrote that. Uh, subs Peter Boyle and uh, Conor Fitzgerald did well off the bench. Um, but little to talk about in their 8-7 loss to Cardiff. It's hard enough to play in those games. You've got to be fair to any players and <clears throat> coming into it. But they weren't the most enjoyable ones when I was playing them back in the day. Yeah, Europe, um, European games last weekend, England this weekend. Yeah. No one really cares. Yeah. Well, no one cares, but it was actually a very big game, especially for Ulster. Sorry, only yeah. for Ulster, really. It was a big game. Now Ulster is sitting two points off Treviso. Mm. And... Are, you know, potentially there's going to be a few games later on in the season where it's going to be very, very tight. There could be a few bigger games than this European quarterfinal against Leinster. Hmm. So, um, if they don't make European rugby next year, then... Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Um, okay, sorry. No, no. Sorry. Sorry, Ulster. Sorry, Mike Healy. Just apologising. Apologising all over the place. Uh, returning to our running Six Nations team, we just want to let you know a couple of things about uh, House of Rugby bonuses to look for this week. For those of you lucky to get those tickets, we are welcoming Alex Payne and Mike Tindall over to preview this year's championship. They'll be joined by Sam Warburton, Rory Lawson, <coughs> Fiona Collin, Jenny Murphy, Simon Zebo, and Andrew Trimble. You're going. Uh. You're welcome. Sorry, Baz. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the I didn't get the shout, did I? You looking forward to that, are you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to catching up with like Zebes is usually a good crack at those yeah. things. So yeah, and, and it's not as as English as the the English House of Rugby as it did before. They're coming to our world. Yeah, yeah. on our terms. Yeah, our patch. Yeah. Get him, boys. Um, most of that show will appear as a House of Rugby UK episode on YouTube and all your favourite podcast apps on Wednesday. But I think there'll be bits of it on our show as well. Um, and you are getting more in. More importantly, yeah. yes, I am getting in. Uh, I have a bonus episode that I'm recording this afternoon where I'll be talking to Brian O'Driscoll and Lawrence Delalio. What do you call him? Do you call him Lulz or Lauro? Lauro. Okay. That's what they call him on BT, isn't it? Lauro. Okay. Laro and Drico and Bazo. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. It'll be coming out later in the week. Um, uh, we also ask you to vote for our Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend. And Pat actually forgot to do it because <laughs> there was so little going on. But did you get around to this morning? Yeah, so rather than do a... An overnight poll. We've I've just decided that we let's do a, a thirty minute poll. So yeah, um, yeah, we did Louis Ludic, Connor O'Brien, Killian Gallagher from Connacht, and Jean Klein. And Donnick O'Callan, I think, should get an extra mention because he he's <laughs> told it like it is. Yeah, just told it <laughs> like it was. Um, so it's like yeah. So it's instead of Paulie's teeth, because who deserves Paulie's <laughs> teeth? It's the Donnick O'Callaghan telling it like it is award goes to uh, Jean Klein. He got nearly fifty percent of the vote. So. Good man, be, John. delighted to get it. Good man, John. Well done. Fair play to you. Get Dunner's, Dunner's red underpants. <gasps> yeah. That's yes. a great one. <clears throat> well, they, they're very valuable. Yeah. Because at his testimonial, they went for 15 grand or something. Did they? Yeah. I wonder, would you sell POC's teas for 15 grand? I bet you would. They're pretty famous. 15 grand for his jocks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeez. It was it was a ten or fifteen grand, something like that. Because I remember the who bought them. Yeah, it, it might have been more. Even I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remember it was going. That's, like, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Because um, someone had um, uh, auctioned or um, gifted um, World Cup tickets. I think for every single every single game, a pair of tickets for every game. And I think they went for like a third of what the red <laughs> underbangers went for. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Good. I think he, he had them framed when back in the day. Yeah. I remember that. He had like one of those VW camper vans and he had them stuck in the back of that framed. Yeah. It's kind of weird. You know what he said needed? They were just straight off. Stuck on. Stuck on. That was such a brilliant moment. Shred. We need more of that. <clears throat> uh, we also put a shout out for Twitter questions using the hashtag AskHOR and here are some of your best ones. Paddy Hart, why does absolutely everyone and especially James Haskell 
love Auntie Rory best. <laughs> I want stories. Well, you're. Why does everyone love Bestie? <clears throat> He's such a nice fella, I suppose, isn't he? Auntie Bess, he always brings sweets. <laughs> when he comes over. And money. Money. <laughs> take that. Take, take that. that away. Take that. Away. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Auntie Bess. Uh, I don't know. He seems to be. It sounds like he had a, a good Lions trip anyway. Hmm. And he. Um, he warmed the hearts of some of the English players. Did, didn't he? Haskell and him seemed like good mates, all right. Did, yeah. Um, yeah. He's uh, he's just lovable, isn't he? And he's just he's just a sweetheart. Yeah, he is. He was our captain of our Irish under twenty ones team as well, and he just had that kind of warm, warm vibe. Give you a warm fuzzy feeling. Warm inside. fuzzy feeling. No, there you go. So we've no stories, but he's just great. Uh, Jamie Hanran, <coughs> this is brilliant. Please yeah. rank the four provinces halfback combinations in <coughs> order of how much they sound like fancy Dublin solicitors firms. Sexton and McGrath, Cooney and Burns, Carberry and Murray are my personal favourite. Yeah. Carty Blade Marmion. Yeah, that's my favourite too. It's great. Yeah. I, I'm I'm so I'm so pleased people are asking this kind of question because mm. we've really got away from the um uh, um who's the best player they've ever <laughs> played with <laughs> so well I don't done. know well done Jimmy yeah. so we Carty Blade Marmion is getting number he asked us to rank them that's his question rank them yeah. yeah. do you have any slogans for them <clears throat> any slogans for I like Sexton McGrath that comes in at second. Could you give them some slogans to do with what what kind of team they play for, what kind of players they are? Um, uh, Cooney and Burns. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we getting there? I don't know. Because Ulster are getting better. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that one for next week. He's got nothing. Uh Humphrey Jones, who are the must-pick players for my fantasy rugby team? Well, that's back to the question that you just didn't want. But this is, well, this is different, I suppose, mm. um, in that, uh, so a bunch of my mates used to play this uh, fantasy rugby, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> whenever I was playing in Six Nations, one, one of them said to me, um, I've got a wee bit of a, a shit. Should I should I pick you because you're my mate, or should I pick someone better? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Uh, I I asked him to to pick me, um, and I, I I reassured him. Did you him feel the pressure? Uh, yeah, I did. I was actually quite good value. Were you? I was very very cheap. <laughs> <laughs> did you score a few tries? That I can't remember. What do you get? You get points for like. Yeah, try, like, yeah, tries, assists, okay, high ball reception, that kind of stuff. Okay, uh, I'd say Joey Carberry could feature a little bit, maybe stick him in there. He could be cheap, could he? And he uh, come off the bench. He'll probably come off the bench a good bit. Ireland could have broken teams down. He's scoring so many points these days. Yeah, he's a must for me. Get him in there. Um, I don't know who else. Um, a few of the Scottish lads that are scoring tries for fun. Hargo yeah, always scores. Yeah. Yeah, I'll leave think, that up I to you, Humphrey Jones. Car- yeah, Carby, Carby will be, probably be cheap. <clears throat> you get a bargain there. Mm. If you pick him early. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, uh, fingers crossed from your point of view, Johnny picks up a knock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not from our point of view, Johnny. And stick Stockdale in there. Sorry, seven tries. Sorry, Johnny. So- sorry, Johnny. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, everybody. Uh, thank you for your comments, questions, for listening and for watching on YouTube. If you are enjoying the show, please do remember to subscribe and leave us a rating, a comment, uh, or anything, any nice questions. We love the funny questions. We really do appreciate the feedback also. Um, remember again, Trimby is going to be at the live House of Rugby show at the Aviva Stadium on Tuesday evening. Uh, to anyone who's unlucky to miss out, we'll be sharing some of that as a bonus later this week. Uh, and this afternoon, I'm going to be meeting Brian Driscoll and Lawrence Delalio, so stay tuned for that. A big thank you to everyone that was involved in making the show this week, to Fiona and Ian on video and Shane on sound and producer Pat for all your work. This has been Baz and Andrews, House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Thanks for keeping us company. Party on. Party on, Baz. (laughs) You were listening to Baz and Andrews, House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness.
drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.